We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Rotowire NBA podcast. Nick Whalen here with James Anderson uh, for the first time in season. Uh, James, you and I did a, a ton of prep uh, podcast before the season, talking over-unders, things of that nature. And uh, we're going to focus on uh, revisiting some futures bets uh, for the bulk of this episode. But uh, to begin the pod, James, I have one question for you. How in the world are the Brooklyn Nets still plus 850 to win the NBA title at this point? I have no idea, man. Uh, it's just this really bizarre disconnect between uh, reality and the betting markets. I, I assume that if you kind of were just at, you know, an actual sports book in Las Vegas, the lines would make more sense. Um, but I like, why do they get some sort of benefit of the doubt for their tire fire? And you know you don't you don't see the Lakers at like plus twelve <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. that's the point I'm trying to make there. Uh, the Lakers are plus forty five hundred right now, so you're right, and I, I I get it. I mean I I actually I know what I don't know if I do get it. I really don't think I do get. It. I think the Nets realistically, what would you set the number at right now? I I think they should be like twenty five to one. Um. Well, let me I gotta let me bring up the uh, the teams that are actually. Um, cause I kind of want to put it cause I don't sure. think they have like any real chance of winning the finals, but, uh, you know, every team gets a line, right? Um, I mean, you could bet the magic at plus a hundred thousand if you really want. So I would say, I'd say 30, 30 to one. Um, so same as, same as the Pelicans, mm-hmm. uh, I'd probably give the Pelicans a better than 30 to one chance, but um yeah i mean i i don't know like i like the raptors and the pelicans probably more than than the nets to win the finals this year but 
I would, I would put it at 30 to one if I were mm-hmm. a sports book, but it, it just doesn't really make sense because they're not even a popular team. Like everyone hates them. And I, I just can't imagine there are these diehard Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant fans who are like, I got to bet them to win the finals. Like, so I just don't <laughs> know how enough money's coming in on that side of the bet yeah. for it to be that low. Uh, that, that's a real uh, confusing one. Yeah. They're like the opposite of a public team in a lot of ways and you know they we kind of questioned why they were getting this much respect coming into the season and it's been a disastrous two weeks about as disastrous as it could be both on and off the court and yet that number has barely moved um i, I mean the email you thing like does that really move anything for you i i i feel like it's definitely an upgrade x's and o's wise i think they they made a pretty big error as far as you know kind of bringing steve nash in as this like culture guru guy as opposed to a real NBA head coach. So I do think by default, uh, they're going to get better strategically. But I mean, obviously, Ime Udoka uh, brings in his own baggage. I don't think it's really going to be that much of an issue in the locker room. I, I would imagine he, he has the respect of a lot of players around the league uh, for, for his coaching acumen. But it, it just feels like somehow this team has completely outsurcused the LA Lakers through two weeks. Like the Lakers have been a disaster, but they've they've just been quietly minding their own business while being a disaster. Meanwhile, uh, the the Nets are the team that you know feels like it's imploding publicly. Yeah, all the teams that are underachieving or kind of embarrassing for whatever reason are just very uh, thankful for what's going on in Brooklyn because just nobody nobody's paying attention to really anything else on the negative side. Uh, I. I think Ime Udoka is basically as perfect of a coach as you could bring in for this group. If you were just like, sort of, here's our Hail Mary coach hire to try to turn things around. Uh, I mean, it's, it's obviously, you know, the decision to do it kind of is just a, another in a line of just kind of, you know, selling your soul, making a deal with the devil, that type right. of thing um, that they've already gone down this path far enough. So what's, what's one more um, mm-hmm. sort of thing like this uh, compared to everything else. But I just don't think it matters at all. Like, I don't think there's any way that this roster can uh, turn things around in the areas where it's weakest. And I think you, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure because I mean he does have history with Kyrie and you know maybe some sort of tough love will work in in that regard. Uh, but I just don't think the roster defensively specifically. I mean he is a defensive coach, but you can't you can't coach up this roster to being not a bad defense. I just don't think that's possible. Right. I feel like they brought in Udoka partially as like a. Uh, like a babysitter for Kyrie and Ben Simmons. I, I think they they feel like there needs to be like they're going the complete opposite direction in terms of personality uh, right. compared to Steve Nash. I, I think that's part of the reason they made this hire. Um, yeah, obviously, I, I, I th- had they hired anybody else, I, I just I don't think I would have had any strong feelings about it. You know, you go and bring in some sort of like retread coach. I mean, maybe Quinn Snyder, who's still hanging out there. Um, I, I, maybe that moves the needle a little bit, but. I think you said it like the the flaws are not it's not like they were a bad coach away from you know being six and one right now like they have much deeper issues uh, at this moment and I, I think one of the things that's gone a little bit uh, undercovered is like the league is just really good right now like you can't you can't have a team with two great players one guy who shows up on one end of the court sometimes in Ben Simmons 
Royce O'Neal and Nicholas Claxton and say, all right, we're going to go win the title. Like there's too many good teams. You, you have to have continuity. You have to have depth. You, you can't be having guys, you know, like Markeith Morris and Yuta Watanabe uh, playing like 20 minutes a game. Like, I, I just don't think this is all that good of a roster, especially when you compare it to the depth and, and the talent that teams like Boston, Milwaukee, Golden State, uh, the Clippers, the, the Sixers who you know have been uh, disappointing in their own right so far. But I, I think this is the kind of roster that you could build in like 2015 and have a really good chance to make the finals. But the the overall talent level around the league, I, I think, has risen uh, to the point where you, you really can't construct teams like this anymore, especially when you have two complete non-shooters now in your starting lineup. Right. They can't they can't get to the heights they need to get to offensively because of the way it's constructed to make up for the fact that they just, they're going to have, I, I think they're just going to have a bottom, we'll say bottom eight defense. Um, maybe like, I think it's a bottom three defense without Udoka. Maybe he can just really, you know, get, install some principles and really hold these guys accountable enough for it to not be a bottom five defense. But uh, they they basically don't have um, any real center defensively. Uh, they they have Claxton, but he's the skinniest center in the league, and they have Ben Simmons and. I you know shame on anyone who thought who was believing in some sort of Ben Simmons is going to be peak Ben Simmons this year. Uh, but even if he were peak Ben Simmons this year, he can't protect the rim, and they can't play Simmons and Claxton together. So if you're going to play, even if you had like the best version of Ben Simmons, you he has to be the only non-shooter out there. But he can't protect the rim, and he has to play center. So it's just. It's a super flawed roster uh, defensively. And then you just have all these different kind of durability issues with, with guys like Harris and Curry. And um, they'd probably be better if they just sent Ben Simmons home, uh, but they can't do that. <laughs> and, um, you know, are you going to get like how many games of Kyrie Irving are you going to get? Like we, we obviously – He's made a lot of uh, news for all the wrong reasons, but like there hasn't even been the 15 games missed with a with a sprained ankle stretch mm-hmm. for Kyrie yet. So, uh, and yeah, we, Durant we're, is, we're, we're trending more toward uh, DNP anti-Semitism, right? Uh, and then, uh, then I mean, honestly, the off-court stuff you always worry about. Like, there's no way to predict it. Like, you know, coming into last year, I don't think anybody was saying, you know what, I bet the vaccine's going to come out and Kyrie won't get it. Just like this year, nobody was saying you know what? He's probably going to endorse an anti-Semitic movie on Twitter. Like it's just, these are when we talk about why we stay away from Kyrie and fantasy. Like these are the completely unpredictable, almost like seemingly made up things that you just cannot account for whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it could have been just a bingo card before the season of just very far fetched circumstances that would lead to him starting some sort of controversy. And right. I'd like to think I would have had the foresight to put anti-Semitism on the bingo card, but, um, you know, it's just, it's always something. And anyone that says this would have all worked without the, you know, pandemic and the vaccine stuff, (laughs) he's proven just right away, two weeks into the season, he's proven that something would have come up. Like he needs to be a martyr for something. Like he can't just play basketball. And mm-hmm. so even without the vaccine stuff, I think there would have been another controversy. And 
Um, you know, <laughs> thankfully I don't have Kyrie or Kawhi Leonard or Ben Simmons on any fantasy teams or anything like that. But, um, you know, the, the NBA is so unpredictable injuries, load management, all that type of stuff. It's going to find you one way or another. So just mm-hmm. steering away from just the very obvious pitfalls of guys like that is, is pretty necessary. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's put up or shut up time for guys like Dayron Sharp and, and Cam Thomas. Like, if they're not going to step <laughs> up, this Nets team uh, just is not going to make the NBA finals. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, Anyway, we want to dedicate this episode, uh, the most part of it at least, to revisiting 
uh, some bets over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. And we got about two weeks of the NBA season in the books, seven, eight games, six games for some teams. Uh, so, you know, even though we know it's not true, we feel like we have a better handle on these teams now than we did going into the year. A couple weeks from now, a couple months from now, uh, you know, the bets that we're laying out, it might look uh, kind of stupid in retrospect, but um, you know, we'll try to kind of revisit these futures throughout the year. Um, you know, kind of talk about some of the odds that we like that are moving in the right direction. Uh, odds that have changed significantly. You know, I'm, I'm going to talk about some win totals uh, that are up dramatically from before the season, but uh, essentially we're going to do a two week check-in on some of our favorite futures bets that we would make right now over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. So James, I'll let you lead it off. What's the first bet that, that you're looking to throw down right now? So I'll stay on topic with uh, Brooklyn. And there were a couple bets that I found yesterday, uh, Tuesday, November 1st, that I really liked. And just in the span of 24 hours, those have become uh, less favorable, but still good, I think. Uh, the one I'm going to recommend is the under 45 and a half wins for the Nets. And yesterday, that was at plus 100. Now it's minus 125. So that's the amount of action that's been coming in on that line in the past 24 hours. Um, the other one I liked was uh, yesterday, the Nets were plus 400 to miss the playoffs. Now they're plus 285. Um, so I think I think there's better value on just the under 45 and a half because uh, they could end up in the play-in and it would just take you know a, a good Durant performance to get them into the playoffs and then you lose that bet. So uh, I feel much more confident in just saying the Nets are going to win 45 or fewer games this year. And that's kind of where I would have had it um, before the season. And you're already getting to bank these losses that they already have. Uh, I think there's just, you know, it would take basically a best case possible scenario from just a health performance buy-in standpoint from all these guys to get them to this over. But there are just so many ways that they could just really uh, easily hit the under here. Uh, you know, are we a week, two weeks away from Durant asking for another trade? Um, it might even be we're three or four weeks away from it just making basketball sense for the Nets to tear this down. Like if, if they just get to the point where they're like five and 15, why would they not just trade these guys anyway? Um, and then it's, you know, you're an injury to Durant away from easily hitting this under your, um, you know, Kyrie's defense is so bad that I don't even necessarily know if an injury to him would really, would really sink them. But uh, for all the reasons we touched on in the open, they are just, they're going to just get destroyed um, by any competent offense, by any team with some size down low. And I just think this is this is still a nice opportunity to take advantage of how flawed that situation is. 45 and a half, that's still really a lot of uh, benefit of the doubt for this team. So I like that, even though it's down to, to minus 125 now. Yeah, I, I think you're on the right track with that for sure. I mean, this is a team that won 44 games a year ago, right? And you know, obviously a lot went wrong that season, but it feels like this year is already more off the rails uh, than last season ever really was. So, you, you know, much like we talked about with Kyrie, like at some point, KD is probably going to get hurt. He's not playing 82 games. Uh, at some point, Kyrie himself might get injured. And I mean, this is a team that's already really thin, already depending way too much on Kevin Durant night to night. And, you know, they're the type of team that if KD misses a stretch of 12 games, 
I mean, how many of those games do they win? I don't even know if the opponent matters. Like they, they're probably two and 10 in a stretch like that. So I would be more comfortable betting that win total than I would making the playoffs because if, if they do find a way to just tread water, I think there are a handful of teams in the East that are going to intentionally fall back over the course of the season. Like I, I don't think it's going to be all that difficult for the Nets to, to finish like 10th in the East. And, you know, if KD and Kyrie are healthy and still on the roster at that point, then you know, I'm not picking the Nets uh, against a team like, um, I don't know, Charlotte or, or New York or whoever in a one game play. And like, I'm, t- I'm siding with Kevin Durant in that. So I, I think that is kind of a, a way where you could lose that, miss the playoffs bet uh, via like a, almost like a backdoor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the win total, I think is what I would look at as well. And that number, that number is going to be on the move day to day. I think for the next couple of weeks here, people are going to be watching the Nets really, really closely. NBA Top Shot is the officially licensed digital collectible of the NBA. Connect with a passionate community of NBA fans across the globe and build your collection with your favorite moments from NBA history. Top Shot's 24-7 peer-to-peer marketplace makes it easy to find all your favorite players and teams. Once you find a play you've been looking for, you could buy it in a couple of clicks and add it to your collection. Now, I hear all the time, why would I buy something I could watch on YouTube for free? I tell those people it's not about watching the highlights. It's about having ownership of the NBA's greatest moments. Owning NBA Top Shot moments could get you access to unbuyable, once-in-a-lifetime experiences, like hanging out with Detroit Pistons rising star Cade Cunningham, or getting an all-expense-paid trip to the NBA Finals and the NBA Draft. Sign up for NBA Top Shot today and kickstart your collection with a starter pack where you could pull a moment of a superstar like Kevin Durant or Steph Curry or rising sophomores like Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley for just $9. Head over to about.nbatopshot.com slash rotowire to get in the game. That's about.nbatopshot.com slash rotowire. The NBA is back. On behalf of Vivid Seats, let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team beat every other team live and in person to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Vivid Seats believes that real fans deserve to be rewarded that you deserve a ticketing platform that not only makes it easy to find great deals, but also rewards you all season long. Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards with every purchase. No one else has that. They even have a 100% buyer guarantee that your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today and use our promo code ROTOWIRE for $10 off your first purchase of at least $100. Again, that promo code is ROTOWIRE, R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E, for $10 off your first $100 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Uh, I'm just going to throw a layup out there right away. I, I assume this was either on your list or in your head of bets that you wanted to lay out. Milwaukee Bucks to win the title, plus 650 over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, may I remind you that Chris Middleton has played zero minutes. We have no idea really when he's even going to be back in the mix. I think the Bucks uh, obviously have given him a long runway. They have a huge cushion right now. And to me, they look like the best two-way team in the league, despite missing arguably their second best player. I think Giannis has gone up another level already this year. I mean, he looks like he's coming for that third MVP. I, I think he has now uh, kind of established himself as the clear best player in the NBA, obviously, you could still make an, an argument for for guys like Jokic. I'll I'll hear that out, but uh, I think Giannis has been 
the most dominant and the most noticeably dominant player in the league through two weeks. Yeah, I had a, a whole sort of group of Bucks Giannis related bets that I was going to recommend. And that <laughs> well, if that we want to just dive into those, go ahead. The, well, I'll just I'll I'll rattle off a, a couple others uh in a second here, uh related to the Bucks. But yeah, I um I, I think they are just none of the lines are quite appropriate on them. Uh they just they're so sort of drama free and so stable that I don't think you're getting a ton of action on them, at least like, you know, not the same type of action you'd get if uh, the Lakers were doing this or the Warriors were doing this. Um, 650, I think is a, is a really nice number on this team. Um, they, they do still have uh, some potential flaws in the playoffs, you know, that kind of getting, getting to a true five switch lineup I think is still going to be a challenge for them, but I don't know if it's going to matter. Um, you'd, you'd basically need like the warriors to just really be humming and everything to be clicking kind of the way it was in last year's playoffs for that to really be an issue for this team. Um, maybe, you know, if the Celtics are just really uh, firing on all cylinders, they could exploit uh, some of those weaknesses of, of, you know, what, what happens when, you have to play one of Grayson or Javon Carter for 18 minutes and, you know, playoff series like that, that could be an issue still, but um, I do think they are the favorite to win it. I think 650 is a good number. Uh, I think the biggest thing that's impressed me, and I mentioned this when I was on with you and, and Jeff on the XM show is just how dominant Brooke Lopez has been defensively and, how impossible it is to score on this team at the rim when they have Brooke and Giannis out there together. Um, like Brooke to me is he's, he was always underrated, um, you know, during their kind of three, four year run uh, before his injury last year uh, for what he does to that defense. And I think he's actually looked better this year uh, than he ever did before the back injury. Like he just is, is a complete force down there. And then they've also switched up the defense to uh, take away threes, but they're also still not letting guys score at the rim. So they've just really kind of optimized everything on that end of the court. I also like them over 53 and a half wins at minus 115. You get to bank these six wins already. Um, and that line is basically kind of where it was preseason. So that just kind of speaks to how uh, little action is coming in on this team right now. I also like Giannis at plus 340 for MVP and plus 450 for Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, yeah. I, I have both of those as well. I love it. Um, like, I think Luca at the end of the year, the numbers with the, him versus Giannis are going to be comparable in terms of just the the impact metrics. But I think you're going to look at the Bucks as a team that probably has 10 more wins than the Mavs, and I think that'll be the deciding factor. And then, like you mentioned, uh, everyone agrees that he's the best player in the league. So it it sort of feels like you're already this narrative of just, yeah, it's time for Giannis to get another one is kind of right there. Yeah. Uh, and then defensive player of the year, like like I said, Brooke is absolutely dominant. Uh, Drew Holiday is, is one of the best. But I could see this kind of being sort of a clean sweep type of year for Giannis. I mean, he does make, you know, three plays a game that are just, plays that nobody else could make really on that end of the court. So I uh, love all four of those bets for the Bucks. 
I feel like there's already uh, an upswell, and maybe this is just because I, I follow so many Bucks people, but uh, an upswell of like Giannis getting that clean sweep. You know, like I, I think there might like if he continues this, you know, through like the midway point of the season, I think that's going to become a thing. You know, it's like can Giannis win MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Finals MVP in the same year? I believe Hakeem is the only player who's ever mm-hmm. pulled it off, and uh, I, I think that narrative is going to be there as long as the Bucks keep winning and as long as Giannis stays healthy. Like the thing with Milwaukee, they have the best defense in the league so far. That definitely passes the eye test. But offensively, they're they're average to slightly below average because they're not shooting the ball well at all. Like six of their top nine players in terms of three point attempts uh, on the season so far are shooting under thirty five percent. Like George Hill's been terrible. Wes Matthews has been terrible. Grayson Allen still struggling. Drew Holiday's been okay. You know, Giannis is his normal twenty eight, twenty nine percent. So I mean, obviously they're undefeated. They're they've blown a bunch of teams out, but they're not even hitting their stride yet. And I think once Chris Middleton gets back, this team uh, is going to be super, super dangerous. Uh, I have a division winner bet, uh, the ever-popular NBA division winners. What about the Toronto Raptors to win the Atlantic at 6-1? to one? They have the fourth lowest odds behind Boston, Philly, Brooklyn somehow, uh, and then Toronto at 6-1. to one. This is a team that pushes it in the regular season. They play five starters, like 37 to 40 minutes per game every single night, maybe a a bit of a slimmer margin for error uh, if one or two of those guys go down. But uh, to me, like I'm not betting the nets. I I wouldn't bet any kind of overs division winners, anything like that with Brooklyn. Philly feels really shaky. So, uh, you know, to me, obviously you're you're worried about Boston here and and they're the heavy favorite for a reason at minus 125. But I I think you're getting reasonable value here on Toronto, a team that's looked really good. Pascal Siakam uh, looks like he picked up where he left off. He's been fantastic. Yeah, that's a that's a really nice call. Um, I definitely, you know, agree. The, the yeah, again, like why why is Brooklyn um, got better odds to win that division than than the Raptors? Doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm really interested to see how the rest of the year goes for Philly, or specifically maybe like the next couple months. It just it bad vibes. Like they're a team that's really benefited from this this Nets disaster because they. Uh, no one's really talking about them anymore, but um, it just the the body language from Joel Embiid on like the first couple games of the season, you'd think he would yeah. be ready to go, fired up, like coming for that MVP. And it was kind of the opposite. Like he just looked miserable. Uh, it, like it was kind of almost we're sort of towards the end of the season and he's just ready for the season to be over with. And it was only like two uh, games. Did you in. see that super cut that was going around of like Harden isolating and Embiid literally just walking to the sideline and putting his hands on his knees and just waiting for the possession to be over. It, it doesn't, it's just so bizarre to me that they are that um, kind of on different pages this early into the year. Uh, right. So, so, I mean, I, I think um, them at 600 and the Sixers at three or the Raptors at 600 Sixers at 340. Those should be much closer than that. Uh, I would still pick the Celtics to win that division, but I think you are getting good odds there at plus 600 for Toronto. Okay. What's your next one? <sighs> okay. Um, this one I think is a pretty fun one uh, that I kind of just stumbled upon. Um, if you're on the DraftKings Sportsbooks or the DraftKings Sportsbook, you have to go to uh, winner specials under futures for this one. And it's at the bottom. And the bet is that there will not be a first time champ. And that's minus 150. And so okay. the, on- the only teams that would crash that party 
would be the Nets, the Hornets, the Nuggets, the Pacers, the Clippers, the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, the Suns, Magic, and the Jazz. And so it's basically you're getting um, any of the realistic contenders in the East under this bet. And you're getting the Warriors and the Mavs uh, among sort of realistic Western Conference teams. And I I like that. I, I think, you know, even if it was just Eastern Conference plus Warriors mm-hmm. win the championship minus 150. I like that. Um, so it's kind of a an out there one. Uh, and you're not, it's obviously not a long shot, but I'm fairly confident that one of the Bucks, Celtics, or Warriors will win the title. And that's all covered under there for just minus 150. So your, your liabilities in the West would be what? The Suns and the Clippers? Suns. Clippers, Nuggets, Grizzlies, yeah. and Pelicans. I mean, I'm not like I think it's possible that. Uh, I mean, like I think the Grizzlies could win the finals. I think the Nuggets maybe could win the finals, or the maybe like maybe. the Clippers or the Suns. But like I think those are all pretty long shots, and yeah. you still even if one of those teams makes it through, you've still got the Bucks or Celtics sitting there with the hammer. And I think the Bucks or Celtics would be favored against any of those teams. So, um, I mean, the Kawhi, this Kawhi situation right now really sort of helps this bet, in my opinion, because before the year, I think there was a scenario where you could talk yourself into the Clippers being uh, one of the teams with like the four best chances to win the finals if you assume Kawhi was coming back normal. But uh, that just seems really dicey right now. So, um, I, I like that one. Clippers still have the same odds as the Bucks and the Warriors to win the finals right now. <laughs> I I don't get it. I do not get it. I, I mean, look, I, healthy Kawhi is as unstoppable as it gets. Like I, I'll I will concede that for sure. I just I I just don't really. I, I I'm fine with the Clippers if you want to put them at like ten to one to to win the finals. But to me, putting saying that that team has the same chance to win the finals as the Bucks or the Warriors or essentially the Celtics too, who are at six to one. Clippers are 650. I, I just don't get it. I, I don't, you're betting on just so many things that have to go right for this team. And I, I feel like that number implies that when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are healthy, they like automatically win the finals. Like they've been healthy before and they haven't won the finals. Like I just, I don't really get it. Yeah. I'm really mad at myself for kind of getting sucked in on the Clippers as a, a heavy title <laughs> contender coming into the year. It sucked and, right in. And I, um, I mean, it just, you know, we should have, we should have all taken the wait and see approach. And I know some people did with them. Um, but I, I definitely got, uh, suckered in there and, and I, I regret it, but I, I mean, everything you said is, is accurate. Okay. So I, I like where your head's at, uh, with, with that last bet. Uh, I think, you know, Phoenix is off to a better start than I expected. I think that's, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I still don't really trust that team. Uh, come playoff time, but I, I thought they would take a bigger step back in the regular season. That does not look like it's going to be the case as of right now. Um, I have the Warriors to win the West at plus 330. Uh, if you want to take them to win the finals at plus 650, that's fine. A little more value, but obviously, you know, one more test at the end of that. I, to me, they are still both the safest and I think the team with the highest upside in the Western Conference. I think that that roster has somehow become underrated despite the fact that they just won the finals. So I think still getting them at, at plus 330 uh, is a really good deal, but uh, the one that I really want to highlight is uh, 
the Utah Jazz under 31 and a half wins. That number has jumped up quite a bit. Obviously, Utah off to a hot start. You could get it at plus money. You're getting at plus 100 right now. I, I just cannot envision a world like how hot how hot would the Jazz have to be for them to reverse this like so obvious tanking mandate that we knew they would have coming into the season. Like if they're if they're 15 and five, do they just say screw it? We're just going to see if we can make the playoffs. Like I I feel like at some point they're going to pull the plug on this. Yeah, no, I, I considered that under as well. Um, I think I really think they're laying in wait. Um, just really hoping that they can be the team that gets those Lakers picks. Uh, you know, I think I almost feel like they told Jordan Clarkson, Hey, go play the best basketball you've ever played. And we'll try to trade you back to the Lakers. And that got him all excited. Um, oh, he, he definitely wants to be on the Lakers. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I just, I think, I mean, they, Danny Ainge is really, really good at this. And he's done it before. And, you know, maybe they're not going to be bottom three and get the the very, very best odds at uh, Wembenyama. But I, I'm i with you, man. I It would be kind of malpractice to let this team win over 30 games this year. Um, even as fun as it is, like the Laurie Markkinen thing is, is great. Um, it's just this is their chance to get the next star of the franchise. And I, I do think they will step in somehow, some way and kind of put an end to, to all this winning. But um, yeah, I, I do wish the line was a little bit higher, but I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I would still take that under. Yeah, right. I was hoping it would be sitting at like 34 and a mm-hmm. half. Uh, I understand why it's not. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're already uh, like a fifth of the way there. Uh, eight games into the season. But I, I think this is going to be one of those where we look back and, you know, like basketball reference does like the, like the bar graph of wins and losses. And there's going to be all these green bars at the beginning. And then like, you know, 35 red bars in a row uh, when they really turn on the tank. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I just don't see, I don't see the value in it for Utah. I think they have a smart, very realistic front office. They have a coach who very much understands what the, you know, what the mandate is this season. I, I think at some point they flip that switch the other way. Uh, all right, what's your next one? All right, I got a a few Timberwolves-related ones that I'm just okay. going to throw all out there. But um, basically the premise here to me, I'm, I was very high on the Timberwolves in terms of uh, how many games they were going to win this year before the season. And I think logically they were probably going to play their worst out of the gates as they're kind of adjusting to this um, – too big lineup and um so i think they've probably got their worst basketball out of their system and they're still doing fine uh you can bet them at plus 215 to win the northwest which basically just means they have to win more games than nuggets and blazers and i I think they will uh you can bet them uh over 45 and a half wins at plus 100 which is is a great bet, I think. Uh, and you can bet Chris Finch to win coach of the year at 30 to one, which, you know, there's 30, 30 teams in the league. I, I think he's got a better than just random chance shot at winning this. And if they do end up kind of cruising to, you know, around 50, 52 wins, which I think they eventually will, 
he will get a lot of that credit just because of how uh, clunky it is to fit things around Carl Anthony Towns right now. I mean, I did think before the season that they had a, a greater than 0% chance of winning the finals. I'm not so sure about that anymore. Just after watching Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns, like he, he is, he just remains maybe the most frustrating player, like maybe the most frustrating, really good player to watch. Um, yeah. For me, like obviously there there's bad players that are frustrating to watch, but Towns is, is a good player yet. He just, some of the mental mistakes he makes out there are just mind boggling to me. And I don't, I don't think he can win uh, four playoff series um, mm-hmm. playing the way he does. But I think in the regular season, I still, I'm still buying the Timberwolves and all of their stock, I think has, has been shorted. Um, You know, I, I think Finch probably was like 15 to one, maybe for coach of the year before the season. He was think, way up there. Yeah. 12 to one, 15 to one, something I think, like that. I think the, the over under win total for them, I think was more like, 47 48 something like that so everything's down a little bit on them and i would i would buy the dip on the Timberwolves. yeah i'm with you on that i I, the one thing that concerns me is that it's still really clear to me that this team has like no internal leadership like there's already been like four (laughs) really weird press conferences in games uh like anthony like these guys all seem to be operating separately you know towns wants his numbers edwards is clearly there to get his numbers gobert's just hanging out grabbing rebounds like he took one shot in their game last night. I think Go Bears probably showcasing the most leadership of, yeah. any, of any of those guys. And he just yeah, got exactly. I, I don't know. And like, you know, D'Angelo Russell seems like a good guy. Not exactly, you know, locker room presence. I, I don't maybe this is a team that needs to trade for PJ Tucker. Uh that 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 could be the the solution that that you know a team like this typically goes for. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think regular season wise, I'm with you. They're gonna get it turned around. I, I think they're going to win a lot of nights, especially later in the year, they're going to win a ton of games just on talent alone. I I don't think this is their year to make a run to the finals, you know, hot take, but um, yeah, I I still think they could be a a really good regular season team. They've showed plenty of flashes so far. And like some of the losses that they've taken, like, like losing to the Spurs twice seems really egregious, but the Spurs seem to be like beating everybody and like the jazz doing what they're doing. Um, I I don't think, you know, they're not the only team that's kind of fallen uh, under weird circumstances early on. So I, I think once we get to the 20, 30 game mark, this thing's going to standardize. And like when they've looked good this season, they've looked really, really good. So, you know, if, if they could find that zone a little more often, I think they'll be just fine. Even Udoka, by the way, 10 to one to win coach of the year. <laughs> no like, way. 10 to one. <laughs> oh my God. Nobody is going to vote for him. No matter what, no matter what he does, no one is voting for him. I know that's like Kyrie Irving, 10 to one for Nobel peace prize. <laughs> what are we doing? 10 to one. I don't actually, I don't know. So what's the case for Adoka? Let's just play this out. So he comes in, the Nets immediately turn this thing around. They win like 48 games. I, somebody will vote for him. I, I think enough people, you know, just don't want to deal with the PR and like it's, this whole story too, has just been so weird, but it's too dirty. It's too, yeah. it's, 10 to too one. it's very it's off putting um, to award him with anything. And like we said, you know, earlier in the show, <laughs> they just don't have the roster for him to yeah, do what yeah. would be necessary for him to win that. award. I can't, I cannot wait for just how the next couple of weeks play out for the Nets. Like Yudoka, like we just thought that he was going to kind of disappear into the shadows for a year. All of a sudden it's like, not only is he back, he's not coaching the Celtics. He's coaching like the most chaotic team that we've seen in forever. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, I do have a coach of the year bet while we're on that, that I'll throw out. How about JB Bickerstaff to win coach of the year? 10 to one right now for uh, the, I believe six and one now Cleveland Cavaliers who have got 13 total minutes 
out of Darius Garland so far. Uh, I, I think this is a team that, much like last year, is going to be really good in the regular season. You know, I think the addition of Donovan Mitchell gives them a much higher floor. I don't think they're going to fall off a cliff like they did at the end of the last regular season. I, I still think they're they're a tier two or tier three team when it comes to finals contention. Uh, but this is an award that doesn't take into account the playoffs. The vote the voting is done after the regular season, and I, I, even though there's a lot of talent on this team. Uh, I, I don't think anybody looks at it as like a super team type of roster where the coach doesn't get any credit. I think that's a good bet. Um, I have, well, I, I, I mean, I think that's a, that's a good bet among sort of the, the favorites for the award. Um, mm-hmm. I have some related bets. I, I like the, um, the over on 48 and a half wins for the Cavs, which is minus one ten. I mean, that's, basically where it was before the season uh, mm-hmm. maybe it was 47 but I just think what they've done without Garland uh, you know that this is a team that is basically all in on the year so I would expect them to and they're, they're going to add Ricky Rubio they're going to um, probably do something to the deadline as well so I like the over on 48 and a half for the Cavs and if they get say they get a top three seed Bickerstaff could definitely win that award Um I there's another long shot I like in addition to um, Chris Finch, who's 30 to one. Look, they haven't gotten off to a great start, but I think the best coach in the league is Eric Spolstra and Mm -hmm. you're getting the best coach in the league at 30 to one right now for coach of the year. And he's never won coach of the year and the media agree that he's awesome and they kind of got off to this rough start. There's definitely a narrative potential with Spolstra. If he's able to kind of get these guys playing right, maybe move Tyler Hero back to the six-man role, uh, Max Juice back into the starting lineup. Maybe that kind of fixes their defensive issues. And I could see them really sort of finding things and sort of taking off here eventually and still finishing with a, a top four seed. And I could see Spolstra just kind of getting it as sort of a, a lifetime achievement award since he's never won it before. And so I just think getting the best coach in the league, arguably or top three coach in the league at 30 to one, uh, I think that's pretty decent value right now. I love that train of thought. I did not know that he had not won it. Honestly, I assumed he grabbed it one of those heat years or maybe you know right after LeBron left when, when they stayed competitive. That's a great call. I, I think for that to happen, do the Heat have to finish with the number one seed? Because I, I don't think it's going to be a situation where they win like 64 games. And when you win that many games, you just get it by default. You know, like, do they have to get the one seed? Does that matter? Like, you know, wh- what kind of regular season finish are we talking for him to get that over, you know, someone like a, a Taylor Jenkins or, you know, a Joe Missoula? Like, it, they, they, they tend to want to get it to the more surprising coach, not the steady coach. But, right. you know, Greg Popovich has won this award a couple of times as well. So I, I like the lifetime achievement angle. I think that it almost helps his case that they've gotten off to this slow start where like he could be the guy that sort of fixes things. Right. Sure. And, and sort of, you know, they, they're not getting to 55 wins. They're probably not getting to like 52 wins. Yeah. Um, and if there is a guy, you know, like if the Pelicans get like a top three seed or the Cavs get a top three seed, I mean, um, if the Celtics get the number one seed, like there's, there's, there's better narratives out there potentially, but I do think 30 to one is good value. Like, I think he should be maybe more like 
16 to one, 15 to one, something like that. So just looking at the past 20 years or so of this award in non lockout or COVID shortened seasons, 50 wins is basically the baseline. Uh, Sam Mitchell uh, won the award in 06, 07, winning 47 games, but that was more of a, you know, surprisingly decent team that everyone thought would be bad situation. And Doc Rivers won it with the Magic going 41 and 41 uh, in 99, 2000. Every other coach who's won it has won at least 50. So I, I, I think that he'd have to at least get to that benchmark. That seems very doable. But I think you're right. Like they, they could get off to the shaky start. And then all of a sudden in January and February, they go on a run where they win like 20 out of 22 games. Jimmy Butler's not getting the credit for that. Bam Adebayo's not getting the credit for that. Uh, Eric Spolster, I think, is who a lot of people would point to. So I, I, I like that call by you quite a bit. Um, I'll just run through a couple of the other ones that I had quick, then we'll get out of here. Uh, LeBron to break the scoring record at home is plus money. We've discussed this before, plus 145. <laughs> and it's it's just by virtue of how the schedule breaks down. If you if you kind of average it out, it, it, it it's most likely based on LeBron's scoring average and how many games he projects to miss that it would occur during a road trip for the Lakers. I think they have like a five or a six game road swing at some point. Um, so that's why, but... <laughs> I just think LeBron really wants to do this at home. I think he wants the like you know the game to be stopped for thirty minutes. He he wants Kareem to come out there so they can do a really like inauthentic hug. Well, he wants Magic to be there. He wants Jay Z to be there. He wants Obama to be there. Like th- th- those people aren't aren't coming to a game at OKC on a Tuesday night. Like this this is a Staples Center event. I agree with all that except for the Kareem part. I think he would just prefer <laughs> Kareem to not be there. But uh, are they are they going to be in Cleveland or Madison Square Garden? on that road trip. Those would be my, my only counters would be, I think he'd be okay breaking it in Cleveland. I think he'd be okay breaking it in MSG, but well, I, you know, knowing LeBron, I don't think he really thinks about this stuff. Yeah. I think he's going <laughs> to play ball. I, I think, I think it'll happen when it happens. And you know, it, you know, I, I don't even, I'm, I'm guessing that he probably doesn't even know. Does he even close. know? Does he even know that he's <laughs> going to break the, no. <laughs> Sadly, I could actually see LeBron like pulling that card out on Twitter. Like, oh, can you believe it? I'm only 50 points away. Like, uh, we you've been tracking this for 10 years. Like, there, don't try to fool us on this one. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the Lakers schedule right now. Uh, they are, let's see, they play at Madison Square Garden on Tuesday, January 31st. So that that would kind of be in the in the middle of all this. Uh, you can get that game specifically right now uh, is five to one for LeBron to break the record on January 1st, 2023 at Madison square garden. Uh, That's such a, that'd be such a fun ticket to have. Uh, I don't, what is, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're getting good enough odds on it, but it would just be such a fun thing to be rooting for. And then to, to yeah. hit. Yeah. I, I mean, just how would you even talk to somebody about that ticket? It's like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm holding LeBron 25 to one to break the scoring record on January 16th against Houston. So uh, yeah. So that, that game, comes right in the midst of a five-game road swing. They're on the East Coast. They've got Boston, Brooklyn, New York, Indiana, and New Orleans. Uh, so let's, like, if he doesn't break it at Madison Square Garden, let's say he comes up, like, two points short, he's absolutely sitting out the next two games, right? He's not breaking the record at Indiana. No, 0% chance. 0%. 0% chance. It, unless, eh, it's, I don't know, it's still early enough in the season that, he, you know, he, he could have some ankle soreness. Um, you know, the shoulder could be acting up. A little bit. Uh, I, I think it, it has to happen at the net or at the Knicks that night. If not, it probably happens at home 
uh, February 7th against the Thunder or February 9th against Milwaukee. Anyway, I did not want to go this deep Sorry. on this. It's just, it's crazy to me that like these odds are being offered and they have like, there's like 30 different bets you could make around LeBron break, breaking this record. Uh, the last one that I have, most improved player. Going to be a really, really fun uh, award to track this year, much like last season. I'm going to go Desmond Bain at 25 Same. to 1 right now, coming off of three straight 30 point games. He looks, he's just the perfect, like, quiet number two guy, does everything really well. I think the Grizzlies are, are once again going to be a pretty good team. Uh, not that record really matters for this award all that much. Uh, the only thing that deters me is it's just a really strong field this year. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton is the favorite. Uh, Laurie Markkinen sitting there at eight to one would not bet that. I don't think what he's doing is necessarily sustainable, but I, I like Tyrese Baxi at eight to one. I mean, you could get Edwards at 25 to one, Kate Cunningham at 25 to one. I like as well. And even if you go deeper, there's some other names you could pick out, but uh, Desmond Bain 25 to one is the one I like most. Yeah. I actually had that Desmond Bain bet uh, written down as one of mine and it was 10 to one yesterday. So it's moved way down just because of this this minor injury he's got um right. so I, I love that value um do you want me to just rattle off the the other two that i didn't say yeah let's, let's go rapid fire through your last two and then we'll we'll get out of here all right so i like grizzlies plus 850 to win the west uh just think okay. you know they were basically played the warriors better <laughs> than anyone else in the west last year um i think that's decent odds and yeah. they'll be at full strength theoretically and then the other one that we didn't hit on which I really like, um, but it is minus odds. Uh, Bulls to participate in the East play-in tournament is minus 135. <laughs> I think that is just the lock of locks. Yeah, uh, that, that should be like minus 1,035. They're not good enough to be a top six team. They have every incentive in the world to do everything they can to make the play-in tournament. So I think that that is a, a very, very good bet. Yeah, it just feels like no matter what, they are going to end up in that zone in the Eastern conference. I, I mean, the, the Zach Levine thing is not great uh, as far as what's going on with his knee. Uh, maybe the first ever player to load manage the first two games of the season. Uh, <laughs> allegedly <laughs> he's totally fine. Look, he's just taking games one and two off. It's not a big deal. It has nothing to do with the knee that's causing him to miss games. Uh, but no, I think you're right. I, I think Philly, Toronto, Boston, Cleveland, Milwaukee, uh, and Miami. Those, those are the seven teams that I, I just don't really see falling out of those seven spots, barring an injury. And, and look, one of those teams is going to have an injury that that puts this into question. But to me, those teams are pretty bulletproof. And then, I mean, right now, I think Atlanta probably seems like maybe that eighth team. And then you have, you know, the Knicks, the Bulls, the Wizards, the Nets battling for those play-in spots. Uh, but I, I think you're right about Chicago. They're, they're in that dreaded middle zone where they, they have a good team. Like there are a lot of years where this Bulls team, I think would finish in the top four or five in the Eastern conference. But um it and they just, and they owe their pick. So yes, exactly. Like the Magic get their pick, and so like there's no reason for them to not just do everything they can to get in. Yeah, hundred percent. And that I think that's how they constructed this team. No matter what, uh, they they just kind of want to get to forty six wins if possible and see where it takes them. I mean, they they really have no ceiling. Like at the time that they put this team together, I think I liked it a little bit more. Um, but you know, I, I think. Teams like the Cavs have gotten dramatically better. Obviously, Boston felt like it took another leap last season. Toronto, like Scotty Barnes turning into the player that he already is, has given them a huge boost. Um, you know, Philly, even though they've been shaky, they have a nice roster. Like at the time the team came together, I was like, okay, I kind of like this, but it feels like they got passed up by like four more teams since then. Yeah, totally. 
All right, man. We'll get out of here. I know you got another pod coming up. You're you're still doing the Rotowire MLB pod during the offseason. So if you're a baseball fan, make sure you check that out. And uh, I know you're heading to Arizona for first pitch this weekend. So safe travels out there and enjoy it. Thanks, buddy. I'll be back on with you uh, hopefully soon.